0: Hey there, Tad. We hope you're enjoying your Tuesday in Issaquah.
1: Looks like you've got a mix of clouds and rain on the horizon today. Highs around 52 degrees and lows near 40. Perfect weather for staying in and catching up on the latest news.
0: And speaking of news, here's what's on our game plan today. First up, a significant shift in the board game world. CMON, the studio behind ZombieSide, is moving its crowdfunding efforts from Kickstarter to GameFound.
1: A move that's already showing promise with their current campaign for A Song of Ice and Fire. Tactics. But what does this mean for the future of crowdfunding in tabletop gaming? I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker, and this is Game Plan from PocketPod News.
0: Next, we dive into the tech world where Masayoshi Sun's SoftBank Group is making a bold $100 billion bet with a new
1: venture called Izanagi. They're stepping into the AI chip market to take on giants like Nvidia, collaborating with ARM and eyeing a piece of the rapidly expanding AI pie. Meanwhile, the video
0: game industry is navigating through stormy waters. Thousands of layoffs have rocked studios big and small, highlighting challenges like overexpansion during the pandemic and shifts towards user generated content models.
1: With companies exploring new strategies and workers pushing for unionization, it's a time of significant change for gaming professionals.
2: This message is brought to you by PocketPod, revolutionizing the podcast experience with the power of generative AI. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to content that listens to you, tailored to your interests, schedule, and style preferences. With PocketPod, every episode feels like it's made just for you, transforming how you experience podcasts. Ready for a personalized listening journey? Visit pocketpod.app today to join the waitlist.
0: Board games and crowdfunding have become inseparable over the past decade.
1: Absolutely, and speaking of which, CIMON, the studio behind hits like Zombicide, is making a major shift in how it approaches crowdfunding for its future projects.
0: Right, they've announced that all their upcoming crowdfunding endeavors will be hosted exclusively on GameFound, moving away from their long-standing relationship with Kickstarter.
1: This partnership between CMON and GameFound isn't just about a new platform. It's about leveraging GameFound's unique features and expanding reach to bring tabletop games to more audiences around the world.
0: To dive deeper into this strategic shift and what it means for both companies, as well as the broader crowdfunding ecosystem, we'll be joined by PocketPod News business and finance correspondent Scott Dwyer. Scott, Ciamon
2: has had a pretty successful run on Kickstarter over the years. What's driving this move to GameFound? Indeed, Jonathan, the move by CMON to transition its future crowdfunding efforts to GameFound is a significant one. At the heart of this decision is CMON's desire to leverage GameFound's unique platform features and its growing audience. The official announcement made on February 16 marks a pivotal moment in CMON's strategy. They're looking to build on their crowdfunding success, notably with series like Zombicide, By tapping into GameFound's specialized focus on tabletop games, this shift reflects not just a change in platforms, but also an adaptation to the evolving landscape of crowdfunding, where platform-specific advantages can play a crucial role in reaching and engaging audiences.
0: That's interesting, Scott. Can you tell us more about what this partnership between CMON and
2: GameFound entails? Absolutely. This partnership is quite strategic for both entities. Uh, Simon is recognized for his blockbuster campaigns on Kickstarter, raising significant amounts for projects like Marvel Zombies, which brought in $9 million in February 2022 alone. By aligning with Found, a Polish company that has been making waves as a major rival of Kickstarter in the crowdfunding space, Come On is essentially betting on Game of platform capabilities and its focus on board games to better serve their campaigns. Marcin Shvierkat, CEO of GameFound, has expressed excitement about this collaboration, indicating it's a significant move for their platform as well. The essence here is mutual growth. Leveraging GameFound's features could offer Come on new ways to engage with backers while providing GameFound with high-profile campaigns that drive traffic and attention to their site.
0: With such an impressive track record on Kickstarter, what does this transition mean
2: for the broader crowdfunding ecosystem? It's quite consequential, Jonathan. CMON's departure from Kickstarter signals potential shifts within the crowdfunding ecosystem amidst financial contractions affecting discretionary spending on hobbies like board games for platforms like Kickstarter and GameFound, securing exclusive campaigns from established creators like CMON, could be pivotal in attracting backers and maintaining momentum during economic downturns. This move could set precedence for other creators contemplating similar shifts based on platform offerings tailored to specific project needs or audience demographics. Speaking of future projects from CMON on GameFound, what can we expect? Uh, Following their successful campaigns such as Masters of the Universe, Clash for Eternia, and A Song of Ice and Fire, Tactics on GameFound, CMON plans to announce new exclusive crowdfunding projects soon. This indicates a new trend in official partnerships between creators and platforms within the crowdfunding scene. Such collaborations might redefine how projects are marketed and executed moving forward utilizing platform-specific strengths to potentially enhance backer experiences and project outcomes. It sounds like
0: there are broad implications here, not just for CMON or GameFound, but also for how
2: companies might approach crowdfunding moving forward. Precisely. This strategic shift by one of board game crowdfunding's most prominent players may very well influence other companies' strategies regarding where and how they launch their projects. As these platforms continue to evolve and specialize, we're likely going to see more nuanced collaborations aimed at maximizing project success through targeted audience reach and innovative features that enhance campaign management and backer engagement.
0: Thanks for breaking down this significant shift in the crowdfunding landscape for us today.
2: My pleasure, Jonathan. Always good discussing these developments with you.
0: That was PocketPod news business and finance correspondent Scott Dwyer. Thanks for joining us today. Masayoshi-san, a name synonymous with ambitious tech investments, is charting new waters in the artificial intelligence industry.
1: That's right. He's setting his sights on the AI chip market with a bold plan to raise $100 billion for a new venture named Izanagi. This venture aims to compete directly with NVIDIA, a current leader in AI chips.
0: To bring us deeper into this story, PocketPod News technology correspondent Katie Johnson has been following the developments closely. Katie, how significant is this move by Masayoshi Sun and SoftBank, especially considering their collaboration with ARM?
3: Jonathan, this move by Masayoshi Sun and SoftBank is monumental, not just in the scale of the investment, but in its strategic implications for the global tech landscape. By aiming to raise a staggering $100 billion for Izanagi, their new AI chip venture, they're positioning themselves as direct competitors to NVIDIA, which currently leads the AI chip market. This collaboration with Arm is particularly crucial. Remember, Arm is a chip design powerhouse whose architectures are used by tech giants across the board, from Apple to Google. So their involvement provides Izanagi with a foundational edge in chip design and innovation.
0: That's fascinating, Katie. Can you delve a bit deeper into the fundraising strategy SoftBank is employing here? How does it compare to their previous efforts?
3: Absolutely. SoftBank's approach mirrors its strategy with the Vision Fund investment funds, where it also sought substantial contributions from Middle East-based institutional investors. For Izanagi, they're looking at $70 billion coming from these investors while planning to contribute the remaining $30 billion themselves. This isn't just about gathering resources. It's about signaling confidence in Izanagi's potential success and aligning strategic partners early on in this ambitious venture.
0: Speaking of competition, how do you see Izanagi stacking up against NVIDIA, and other potential competitors like OpenAI.
3: The competition landscape is definitely heating up, Jonathan. NVIDIA has been the go-to for AI chips thanks to its GPU chips capabilities. However, there's growing demand for more specialized AI chips that are both efficient and cost-effective, a gap Izanagi aims to fill. Interestingly enough, Sam Altman of OpenAI is also entering this space with his own massive fundraising effort aimed at $5 trillion to $7 trillion for an AI chip project. It underscores a broader industry trend where heavyweights are recognizing the critical role of specialized processors in advancing AI technology.
0: With SoftBank shifting its focus towards AI and away from previous investments like Alibaba, what does this signify for the company's future direction?
3: This shift towards artificial intelligence marks both an offensive and defensive strategy for SoftBank. Historically reliant on investments like Alibaba, SoftBank suffered significant losses through its Vision Fund during recent turbulent times in tech investments. However, diving into AI, beginning with divesting parts of its stake in Alibaba since March 2023, reflects a strategic pivot towards sectors poised for exponential growth and aligned with future technological advancements.
0: And what role does Arm play in all of this? Their significance seems paramount.
3: Arm's role cannot be overstated. Acquired by SoftBank in 2016 for $32 billion and having gone public on NASDAQ just recently in September 2023, with a valuation at $54.5 billion, it's clear they're indispensable to not just SoftBank, but the entire tech ecosystem serving companies like Apple and Google, among others. Their success not only contributes significantly to SoftBank's recovery, but also ensures that Izanagi has access to cutting-edge chip designs essential for competing in the rapidly evolving AI market.
0: It certainly sounds like Masayoshi Sun's ambitious plan could redefine competition within the AI chips market while propelling SoftBank into new technological frontiers.
3: Exactly, Jonathan. It's an exciting time for technology enthusiasts and industry observers alike as we watch these developments unfold.
0: That was PocketPod news technology correspondent Katie Johnson. Thanks for joining us today.
3: Thank you for having me, Jonathan.
0: the video game industry is facing a level of instability that's hard to
1: ignore. Absolutely, we're looking at a surge of layoffs that's impacted thousands, from indie developers to major players like Microsoft and Unity. In the past few years alone, we've seen layoffs numbers climb distressingly high.
0: And it's not just about the numbers. Roughly 8,500 workers were laid off in 2022, and by the first 90 days of 2024, more than 6,000 had already lost their jobs. With factors ranging from pandemic-induced overexpansion to shifts in business models, the industry is
1: in a state of flux. Right. And amidst these challenges, there are also stories of resilience and adaptation. Companies are exploring new business models focused on user-generated content and engagement-driven revenue streams.
0: To help us navigate through this complex scenario, we're bringing in PocketPod News business correspondent Jared Holcomb. Jared has been following these developments closely and we will share insights on the underlying causes of this instability
4: and what it means for the future of gaming. Thanks, Jonathan. It's indeed a turbulent time for the video game industry. Over the past few years, we've seen an unprecedented number of layoffs affecting thousands of workers, from small indie studios to industry behemoths like Microsoft and Unity. In 2022 alone, roughly 8,500 industry workers were laid off, and that number increased to 10,500 in 2023. Just 90 days into 2024, more than 6,000 people have already been laid off.
0: That's quite alarming. Jared, what's driving
4: these massive layoffs across the board? There are several factors at play here. During the COVID-19 pandemic, many companies expanded rapidly to meet the increased demand for video games as people looked for entertainment options while stuck at home. However, as the world started opening up again, that demand plateaued and even declined in some cases, leaving companies overstaffed and financially strained. Economic downturns have also played a significant role. We're seeing a decrease in discretionary spending, which impacts entertainment industries broadly, including gaming. Furthermore, there's been a notable shift in business models within the industry towards user-generated content and engagement-driven revenue streams, which require less traditional development staff. So it's not just about companies overhiring during the pandemic? Exactly. It's also about how these companies are restructuring their operations in response to changing market conditions and consumer preferences. For instance, Epic Games has been shifting its focus towards creating a creator ecosystem with Fortnite at its center, encouraging user-generated content that keeps players engaged without necessarily expanding the company's workforce. And what about the financial challenges these companies are facing? the financial aspect cannot be overstated. Industry revenue is down 4% in the U.S., and globally, it's dropped by 1.5% since 2021. This decline is significant given that video game investments have reached major lows in 2023. Companies are grappling with slower growth rates amidst rising development costs and inflation, which further complicates their financial stability. With all these challenges...
0: How is the industry responding to ensure job security for its workers?
4: There's a growing movement towards unionization and exploring alternative ownership structures like worker-owned co-ops within the industry. Developers are coming together to form unions for collective bargaining power, which could offer some protection against arbitrary layoffs. Additionally, grassroots efforts such as job networking initiatives are emerging to support affected workers during these challenging times by helping them find new opportunities within or outside of the gaming industry.
0: It sounds like there's a lot of restructuring and rethinking needed within the industry to navigate through
4: this instability. Absolutely, Jonathan. The video game industry is at a crossroads where it must address not only its immediate financial challenges, but also consider long-term strategies for sustainable growth that can safeguard jobs and foster innovation. How companies adapt to these changes will likely define the future landscape of gaming. That
0: was PocketPod News business correspondent Jared Holcomb. Thanks for joining us today.
4: Thank you for having me, Jonathan.
0: that's Game Plan for Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin.
1: And I'm Steve Onsker.
0: Thank you for listening, Tad. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod, entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to PocketPod.app.